gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Yes, um, and I did say at the start of the show, I don't know about that second story if we're going to have time, and I don't think we're going to have time. Probably Looking not. at what we have left to try and get through in this show. So we'll stick to the first one. It's actually quite sad news, uh, but if we can focus on what to celebrate about this, that would be fantastic. It's actually the second music news in a few weeks we've sort of mentioned the passing of an iconic person within the music industry. When you weren't here, Eamon, and I did the show the show solo a few weeks ago, I mentioned of Taylor Hawking's passing of the Foo Fighters. Uh, and today we're hearing of another passing, Ken West, who was the founder of the Big Day Out Festival. He died peacefully in his sleep at the age of 64. Yeah, Ken West, um, just a massive in the Australian music scene. Um, the Big Day Out Festival, maybe you have been there um maybe you wish you could go maybe you weren't of age i don't know i managed to make it to one festival uh one of the last ones i believe it in 2013 i think the second last one on 2012 is that when the red hot chili peppers were one of the headlines and it the killers was. yeah red hot chili peppers were there killers were there it was stinking literally hot literally 48 yeah. degrees or something it was and i remember being in the boiler room um watching a appropriately named yeah yeah literally <laughs> a, i think it was a young childish Gambino, I don't know how young he was then. It felt young. I think it was him. And it was so hot, like mm. ridiculous. But uh, aside from that, Ken West, um, he launched that festival in 1992 at the Horden Pavilion in Sydney. Um, they had a lineup which included Nirvana. It was the only time Nirvana ever came to Australia. Violent Femmes, UMI, Yossi Yindi, a whole bunch more. Um, there was so much um, to celebrate about that. The next year, that festival was so big and so good that their attitude as organizers was basically um, to go, all right, well, we got to jump on this. We're going to make this happen. So they just went national straight away. Next year, national, six stops all around the country. They had New Zealand in the fold too. I'm not sure if that happened after like in that 994 year or what, but the point I'm trying to make is they went massive really quickly. And the impact of the festival for those who don't know, nothing had really been done like this in Australia ever before. There had been festivals, of course, prior to it. A lot of them were like rock based, rock music based festivals that are, you know, in your kind of camping, slower, more relaxed setting. This was a, a festival that was in like an urban area. It was in a city. It was in a densely populated area. It was amidst concrete, the rest of it. It had a huge amount of acts covering a, a lot of genres and a lot of people there too. And the scope and the size of the festival quickly made it a massive hit around the world, not only with fans, but with artists too. I think the artists, I can't remember, I think it was like, it was something complimentary. I can't remember the term. Artists in artist circles had a name for Big Day Out that was like Long Day Out or Fun Day Out or something like that, because Mm. it meant they got to fly away from their winter elsewhere in the world, in the other hemisphere. Yep come to Australia in summer and then casually go around the country and play all these amazing gigs to fans of like 60,000 per event. At its peak, I think it sold 330,000 tickets in a single year. And it really revolutionized what was possible and what people imagined a music festival could be in Australia while simultaneously legitimizing Australian music fans and Australian music to the rest of the world and to ourselves as well. This is the same decade that Triple J had just become national and become Triple J. So you had more Australians tuned in to our own music world and more connected to our own music world than ever before. 
simultaneously you've got this national festival that launches and goes the length and breadth of the country, bringing the biggest acts in the world, acts that had never been to Australia, had never probably even given Australia a look in with a touring, and then coming and seeing these fan bases that they had, and then playing sideshows off the side of these festivals to even more fans, and then realizing that this was a really happening place for music. And then all amidst that, this is happening at an event that is just so unique, so unlike anything the country had ever seen before, and it literally did completely change the face of Australian music forever. So if, to lose him, he co-founded Big Day Out with Vivian West. To lose him is a, a massive, massive uh, hole and a massive loss for Australian music because it was literally pioneering stuff. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the first Big Day Out in 1992. I mean, 21 bands were featured and perhaps most famously Nirvana at their peak performed and it was the only ever Australian tour as well. And that's what Big Day Out created, Nirvana over here in Australia for the one and only time. Yeah, yeah. And that's like something that, you know, those who were there will never forget, but it's, you know, it's gone down in history as uh, for Australian music. The, the festival grew so massively that I got some figures up from an article from the Industry Observer who do some great stuff on just music industry news in Australia. To get the show on the road for Big Day Out required 35 semi-trailers hauling 800 tonnes of equipment from Australian city to Sydney. And then, of course, that had to make its way onto planes to go over to New Zealand. And then tw- there was usually 20-plus sideshows along with the festival itself. The entourage for Big Day, uh, uh, Big Day Out got to about 800 50 people who were directly involved in the festival who were moving from city to city, which all of those people had to be, you know, accommodated, fed, looked after, all of that kind of stuff. The large site would accommodate up to 60,000 p- uh, ticket holders and upwards of 3,000 staff. There were 65 production crew, 160 stagehands to help assemble and disassemble the construction. It, it's, it's truly crazy stuff. And We really haven't seen a festival on that scale ever again since Big Day Out ended in 2014. That's after it was sold to a US promoting group that I'm not quite sure what happened with it. They said they were going to relaunch it. They never really did. It Um, seems like a weird thing to buy such a massive festival and then it just like dwindle out into nothingness. I mean, C3 Presents is the US company which bought them and yeah, that was sort of the last thing we saw of him in 2014. Yeah, I, I, I actually don't really know what happened there, but I mean, you know, maybe with Ken West passing now and, and all of that, it's it's best that Big Day Out remains in, in memories for people because could you replicate it in the same way again? Could it represent the same thing to people again? Yeah, the sort of like the motivations behind launching the festival, I think would be very different now to what it would have been when Ken West initially created it. And he was very ambitious, as you know, we mentioned Nirvana, first and only tour over here in Australia. It completely changed the music landscape here in Australia. And just, just a quick note, Ken West actually, after creating Big Day Out and everything that that represented and everything that it was, he just started, he actually said in a quote to Double J in 2019, he said, after a lifetime living in the future, I'm loving living in the now. And he sort of stepped aside from all of that and he actually resided here on the Central Coast as well. So it's, I don't want to say shock passing because I don't know any of the details, but 64 is a very young age and such a massive figure in the Australian music industry. Yeah, definitely. I think it definitely caught everyone else by surprise. We don't know what was going on behind the scenes. We do know that 
he died peacefully in his sleep, which is probably about the best way you can mm. possibly die if it's going to happen. So there's comfort in that. But uh, yeah, the, the loss can't be overstated for Australian music and his impact can't be overstated. So Vale to Ken West, thank you for everything. A true legend for Australian music. Now past, but a legacy definitely worth looking at and worth remembering to leave behind. So that's some music news for this evening. Not light and bright, but hopefully that did inspire some some nice memories for you or, or at least mm. a nice appreciation for what that man did for music in our country. Hopefully there's a nice big day at memory bouncing around your head if you did ever attend a festival. Homebrewed.